let's go to the, uh, the StreamYard Maker hotline here. Look how happy Nicholas looks to be here. I, I, I got to tell you, you got to love a guest that comes on with a big smile like that. Um, I have never spoken with um, uh, with Nicholas uh, DeSanto. He is, uh, I found him because my friend and his friend, Frank Wright, sent me a note. He goes, Mike, I just interviewed this young man who's a comedian. His name is Nicholas DeSanto. And he goes, you have to, he goes, you and him, you need to interview him. He goes, I tried to do a good job, but I'm not you. So that's what Frank told me. So I reached out to Nicholas. I went and watched uh, some of his videos on YouTube, which you can find. Just search for Nicholas DeSanto. Look, if you search for the world's only pro-life comedian, you'll find him. As a matter of fact, Nicholas, you're not just the world's only pro-life, uh, 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 only pro-life comedian. As you say in your, in your act, you're the greatest pro-life comedian. <laughs> Thanks very much. Good to be here. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. Yes, sir. So, uh, well, you know, you know, Mike, I, I thought maybe I'm not a very good comic, so I do, uh, I choose a field where it's very easy to be the best because there's very, very little competition. <laughs> well, I think you actually ruled. <laughs> <laughs> you, it's you and it's you alone. Um, but, you know, like most things, Nicholas, uh, if you keep doing this, there will be copycats. Yeah, well, they, they will do that at their own peril. But, well, I'd like to be in, in good company. Of course, we have a handful of uh, fellow conservative comics in the UK. Sometimes I joke, I say I'm the only one. But it's uh, the number is quite uh, sparse. So... Um, so yeah, I, I, even if other people come up with a with an entirely pro-life uh, stand-up comedy set, I can always be happy to have done maybe probably the first one. Well, your pro-life comedy set, though, my friend, you're way too modest. His 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 comedy set is unlike anything that you've ever heard. Because even though now there's a couple of things that stood out to me. Number one, I'm like, hey man, there, you can actually be funny and you don't have to drop f bombs. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to use any four-letter words or foul language, which is, and the jokes still work, which is, very, which is good. It's it's kind of family friendly. But the other thing is, is Nicholas is just fearless. He just doesn't care when you, you get up on that stage and you do the bit. And I want you to do it for our, for our audience, or as much as you're comfortable of doing. When you do the bits about, oh, I don't know, and maybe the Nazis had some things right. That's not something that you expect a comedian to come out that you're going to laugh at. Uh, yeah, it, it's a bit of a shocking uh, comparison, but I think it's a true comparison. It's a fair comparison. As you mentioned, uh, uh, well, personally, I'm not against, you know, the F-bombs or the four-letter words categorically if they play a function in the joke or in the routine. And, of course, provided that it's not, you decide this is not going to be a family-friendly or, you know, uh, kind of people might be on their first dates, or it might be a mainstream event. It might be a particular event. So, so I'm not categorically against the the shock element. But sometimes, or often nowadays, unfortunately, we see a lot of comics who are maybe not very good, or they are just trying to copy others. They come up with these uh, routines, which is basically shocking. Uh, for the sake of shocking or swear wars for the sake of swear wars or, you know, a lot of uh, female comics just get dirty unnecessarily and it's not even that funny. 
there's value if you're doing it properly, maybe, but but not all the time. So if I'm talking about abortion, in this case, against abortion, the, the, the subject is already quite uh, shocking or uncomfortable enough. You don't want to go and, you know, uh, add uh, swear words to it or curse words to it. Um, what I thought could be a good, you know, um, basis or premise for this routine is the comparison between what Nazis did and what the abortion uh, advocates do. Because today in our society, it has been pretty much established that Nazis were in the wrong and the left and the woke have used the word Nazi or Hitler uh, to such an extreme, you know, um, extent that it has almost lost value because as soon as they don't agree with you, they uh, you automatically become a Nazi. So the the, the 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 premise for this routine is that okay, if what the Nazis did to, among others, unborn babies was so wrong, how come it is not wrong when when Karen from accounting does it to her own kid <laughs> who, who would have gone to be a healthy human being? just out of convenience or just because, you know, Peloton subscription costs a lot. So that's that's how I start this routine. <laughs> it's, it's very funny. Nicholas DeSanto, the comedian. Hopefully it's funnier when people watch the routine uh, uh, <laughs> as opposed to me explaining it here. No, no, because you uh, um, you just uh, you, you just gave us the joke or one of them uh, out of the routine. Now, it's interesting. Lifestyle News today uh, bio review. So I, I read what uh, Frank had written and I read the um, the, the kind of story that Lifestyle, that they had done on Lifestyle News over there. You're a very interesting guy. You know, if you came to the United States, uh, about half of the conservative population would be told to ha hate you right from the get-go because they'd find out that you're half Persian. You know, if you're half Iranian here in the United States, well, that means that, you know, you're a, you're a stooge of the mullahs and uh, you're on a secret <laughs> jihad to kill all of us. But then you're half Italian and you go like, hey, Pazana, you know, forget about it. You know, half of them is okay. So it's a very interesting, you, you come from a very interesting, very, uh, uh, dare we say here in the U.S., a, a, diver, a diverse background. Uh, does that inform some of your comedy routine? Uh, yeah, that's correct, because I've experienced, I did my high school years in Iran, because my father traveled around because he was a diplomat, so against my will, I, I, I had to spend those years in Iran, so I lived in a, in a proper Islamic dictatorship, and then when I went back to Italy, where I was born, um, I studied in Bologna, which is a lovely city, the oldest university in the Western world, but a very much a lefty stronghold. Of course, nowadays we know that all campuses have become the lefty stronghold. And the guy who theorized that, the, the communist uh, Gramsci, uh, who came up with this theory or doctrine of uh, the um, gradual march into the institutions, you might have heard about this concept, he was actually from Bologna Street, is named after him. So I, I also experienced the the dogmas or the, um, the groupthink or the, uh, the oppression of thought from the left, from 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 the Islamists and from the leftists, so that that has sort of motivated me to to use them in my comedy because if we can't do it in comedy, where else can we do? The, probably comedy is our last trench because the left has uh, monopolized and marched as Gramsci would have wanted into all other institutions. You look at Hollywood, you look at um, woke commercials, the world of advertising, uh, you look at university campuses, uh, TV shows and comedy circuit as well.
So this is our last trench to, to fight back, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, uh, and, and the two routines where I watch you do the, uh, the, the, pro-life, uh, the pro-life comedy routine, um, you get on this stage and uh, this is, oh, it's the, co- not the, is it the Comedy Center? It's a purple background. You've been there many, many times. It is, I want to say it's in yeah, Oxford. it's called Comedy Unleashed. Comedy and- Unleashed, that's it. Now, does this audience know that they're coming to watch you, or is this an impromptu where they don't know who's actually mm-hmm. going to show up that night? Is it an open mic, or are you booked? I was. I, I am booked. Okay. Um, because I'm a young comic, sometimes I get a last-minute call <laughs> because <laughs> uh, because I'm relatively new. But but yes, I am one of the. I'm in the roster, and and in fact, that is the the striking thing. Comedy Unleashed, to to whom I'm very grateful. Uh, sadly, uh, comedy, as I was uh, mentioning, has come to this point where you no longer feel safe. Uh, you know, the, the left is all about safe spaces, but as long as you agree with them. So a lot of comedy clubs wouldn't be open to to my sort of material, not just pro-life, but any conservative, you know, uh, substance in your comedy. So I have been either refused to be booked or canceled from other clubs. And this is not new uh, news and it hasn't happened just to me. So people in Comedy Unleashed a few years ago, they co- came up with this concept that if it's funny, it's funny. Their motto is we are the free speech or free thinking comedy club or comedy event. And of course, in an ideal world, that should be the mantra of any comedy club. If it's funny, it's funny, you know, and, and, and comedians must, in order for comedy to work and to flourish for, for, for a routine to, to evolve into something that works. The comedian must be able to experiment, to test the, the boundaries, to push the boundaries, to do satire. That's the definition of satire, right? Just to point out the absurdities and the, the, the injustices in our in our world and to, to, to speak truth to power. But we have come to a point where in the UK, uh, similarly to the US, uh, of course, we have very few venues that would ex- uh, allow this sort of um, exercise or experimentation with comedy. And as a result, the Comedy Unleashed in the UK has made quite a name for itself because it's almost unique in that in that aspect. And that's why many of the people who come are regular. Sometimes we even get uh, punters from overseas, from the US, from <laughs> California. It's unbelievable. Um, so they know that this monthly event is a free speech kind of comedy, most of them. And some of them don't know, as you can see in the crowd, some of them don't laugh. Some of them would come to me after, after during the interval to tell me that what I said was terribly misogynistic and all that. But at least you know that you have half the crowd who are open-minded and very likely to be on your side, which always helps. Uh, Nicholas DeSanto is a, a, an up-and-coming young comedian, uh, the world's only and the world's greatest pro-life comedian, as he as he's called. Uh, you, If you're visiting in the U.K., of course, you can find him at this Comedy Unleashed Club. Um, something, though, that after I watched your videos, and it just so happened that um, I was also watching Shannon Sharp's uh, Shay Shay Club Shay Shay's, Shannon's interview with Cat Williams. And then Shannon was going like, well, what distinguishes you, Cat? Why are you so good? And, and Cat Williams said something, and I immediately thought of you. And he talked about how he kind of worked his way up through the clubs and that the only good comedians are the ones that write their own stuff. 
and that he doesn't have a lot of respect for people that don't write their own stuff. It's obvious to me that you write your own stuff. But Kat was talking about how, man, when you go through this, this, this the, jump through these flaming hoops of fire in these comedy clubs and you're the opening guy or, you know, you're just one of the guys on the docket, that one of the things you learn is, because of repetition, you learn how to sell that joke. And then that joke becomes your joke. So that you 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 delivered in front of the pro life girls. You delivered in front of that woman that was uh, sitting in front of you the one time that I watched, and you went, "Oh, you you probably had four. <laughs> <laughs> you delivered it to all these crowds, so you know kind of how that joke is going to work, and you own it. Uh, you've been at this long enough to where you th- I, I I I think from watching you that especially in that routine. You own the joke. Do you own that joke? That's your that's your bit. Um, yeah, that, that that's right. Of course, I sometimes joke about that. I say one of the downsides of uh, being a right wing conservative comic is that I have no one else to copy. <laughs> you have to own it. <laughs> yeah, you have to own it, and you have to write it yourself. And and of course, the upside is that you're always the funniest conservative comic in the lineup, or most most likely. So uh, why were the Nazis right? What did the Nazis get right that, or get wrong that the pro-lifers are getting right? Or what are the, pro, or the pro-choicers, rather? What are the abortionists doing that the Nazis didn't do? Or what are they doing that the Nazis did do? Well, one of the jokes in that routine, and, and people can, can, of course, go to YouTube or Rumble and watch it on YouTube. It has just passed one million views, which, which uh, I'm very pleased with. Now, one of the jokes I make there is about um, the the idea of mobile abortion clinic uh, that Planned Parenthood, if I'm not wrong, came up with the U.S. I don't know if they put it into operation yet or not, but the idea is for these mobile abortion clinics to go near the borders of the red states so women in the red states can can cross the border and have abortions. And and the joke I make there is that is even the Nazis were not this forward or this this bold in their attempts. They only exterminated people in territories that they conquered fair and square. If they conquered fair and square, because they had principles, if you conquer the territory, then you are in charge of the territory. But they wouldn't drive their you know, Volkswagen um, mobile gas chambers close to the Swiss border to ask the Swiss to give up their Jews. So, so again, I'm 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 playing on this grotesque uh, parallel um, or analogies between the Nazis and the and the, the pro-choice crowd to to point out the absurdity of 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 all these murders that we simply are supposed to glorify today as so-called reproductive health. And, and even uh, at the at, at taxpayer's uh, expense, no less. Yeah, and uh, then the joke about Karen from accounting. Oh, well, <laughs> if you didn't catch it, look, if you go to YouTube and you search for Nicholas DeSanto, uh, that one video does have over a million views on it. But you, there's a bunch of comedy routines there that I've seen that you do. You do one about uh-huh. yeah. You do one about the about, about uh, middle class working conditions, and you do all sorts of routines. Uh, tell you here, give our audience some some Nicholas DeSanto uh, humor. I don't care where it comes from. Just some, sometimes, especially today after the Iowa uh, Iowa caucus, everybody's all up and I'm not now. Maybe a little bit relieved. They just need to laugh. That that's right. I've I've done my most uh, recent routine, which is still. In, in development because, as I said, jokes and routines have a life cycle. 
And being a conservative comic, it's, it's difficult to find s- several venues where you can test it and gradually hone it. Uh, because if it doesn't work, you never know if it's because the material is not good enough or just the crowd are too too liberal and they've decided to shut down on you. But this routine that I posted only a couple of months ago uh, on my YouTube channel is called Anglo-Italian Comedy. That's the name of the YouTube channel and the Rumble channel. And again, I did it at Comedy Unleashed, uh, where else? Um, It's called White Men Made Everything. So it's a comedy routine in defense of the white man and a reaction to all this uh, white male uh, bashing from uh, all fronts, you know, toxic masculinity and uh, and all that. Um, So this routine in about two months, it it is just under 400,000 views. So I'm also very pleased with that, I think. Gradually, I can turn it into something even even more powerful and funnier, hopefully. Well, and and in in that, you're not alone. There's another. There's a couple of other co- uh, comics. I, I think that what's what what when comedy pivots away from being afraid. Now, you're in England now. Are you in England by choice? Do you live there now? Is it or are you visiting or you're, you're just touring? I, I, I live here. I moved to I moved to England when I found a uh, because I was interested in the media. Then that's uh, almost what I studied in Italy, um, communication in Bologna, as I mentioned. And then I found a job with the BBC, BBC World Service, and I worked for them for about twelve uh, years. And that's why I moved to uh, London to England. And uh, ultimately, I had to leave that job because I got. A final written warning, several disciplinary procedures, uh, because of my comedy, among other things. Um, so, so that's the job I had to leave in order to be able to pursue my comedy a bit more freely. Well, the reason I bring it up is because there are some uh, some uh, some really good, uh, uh, funny English comedians. For example, like John Cleese, or, or John Cleese. John Cleese is out there going, like, look, yeah, guys, when we lose the ability to laugh. When you lose the ability and, you know, you have the state running around and, and other people running around telling people what they can and cannot laugh at, uh, you really, you really, the Nazis did, that's something the Nazis didn't even do. Um, and, uh, you know, and then I take it that, you know, uh, John Cleese would be kind of a countryman of yours now. But this guy's been doing comedy since he was in his teens. So that's for 60 some odd years. And for someone like John Cleese to not throw in with him, you're like, no, this is wrong. No, you need to let Nicholas DeSanto. We we need to hear those. You don't like them? Don't freaking you know? Don't listen to them, right? That's correct. And ironically, that you probably uh, remember that famous uh, Monty Python sketch in which uh, one of the guys decides that he wants to be a woman and he wants to be a lady called Loretta mm-hmm. and his fellow uh, compatriots uh, in the Liberation Front are laughing at him. How come is that possible? And of course, that was that was absurd, and that's why it was so funny. Nowadays, it's, it's basically um, the essential doctrine and, and and mainstream speak from from the woke that a man can wake up and change their 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 gender, and everybody else has to go along with it, and they police your pronouns. That was uh, uh, John Cleese. Uh, decades ago, and he was way ahead of his time. And of course, today we have come to a point where a lot of productions like that, or even sitcoms or TV series, uh, even Friends, it happened on Netflix, right? Millennials rejected that. Uh, a lot of productions that have been made five years ago are are too too hot or too too controversial for 
the, the, the snowflakes that uh, have been brainwashed in our universities nowadays. So uh, if people want to find you, the easiest way, just go to YouTube and, look, and search for Nicholas DeSantis. Are you coming to or have you been to the United States? I have been to the United States a couple of times. Um, I, I once did a, a private um, sort of uh, gig, funnily enough, thanks to YouTube and technology, because nowadays the, the, the left at the legacy media or mainstream media are no longer the gatekeepers of of comedy. Uh, thank God for that. So people can discover you on YouTube. Once I was invited to do a private gig in Arizona, and then I was in Washington, D.C. on short notice for another uh, job, but I did a round of open mics in DC. Those clips are also on my YouTube channel, Anglo-Italian Comedy, and they're quite funny because obviously my material doesn't go down very well with a DC crowd in Arlington, Virginia. But people, um, interestingly, find also those funny because, I mean, I can't as a right-wing comic, I can't really lose. Uh, if I go go, if it goes well, it's it's all all the better and if it doesn't go well people say well you are so brave just people just like the faces or the silence of the liberal crowd in the, 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 the dc area for example to my joke so so uh, it, ironically those videos also get a lot of views um, but, it, but uh, i'd love to go to come to, to to the u.s to north america if if uh, people know of any venues or clubs that uh, might be interested in my material, they can they can uh, drop me a line, and I, 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 I'd love to try it again. Well, I think you're going to become uh, more popular, obviously, um, uh, especially, you know, this is the campaign year, when, as I said, we could all use a little humor. Uh, we try to uh, install it every day here on the Crusade Channel and the Mike Church Show. So go find Nicholas DeSanto, that's D-E-S-A-N-T-O, Nicholas DeSanto, and you can find Anglo-Italian... The Anglo-Italian Comedy Channel, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. Okay. Anglo-Italian Comedy Channel on YouTube. Follow Nicholas. You're going to laugh hysterically at that pro-life routine. There's several renditions of it, by the way. If you, if you don't like it the first time around, watch the second one. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a couple examples of people that liked it so much that they sat out there and they taped you on their phones. And, I, and because I watched one, I'm like, wait a minute, I want the one with the good audio. So make sure you get the one that actually is recorded from the Comedy Unleashed. Nicholas, it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for, uh, for coming on the show on such uh, short notice. Um, uh, we'll uh, uh, keep looking for new routines on uh, the Anglo-Italian Comedy Channel and look forward to having you back sometime. Uh, likewise. Thanks very much, Mike. It was great to be with you. Great to be with you. And, uh, and now, did Frank, did, when, when Frank interviewed you, did you do a routine for Frank? Uh, no, I didn't do a routine for him, but he has linked uh, to a couple of those routines uh, in his article. You know, he is a very funny guy himself. Oh, good to know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> next time you, next time you're on with him, ask him, uh, tell him you want to, you want to speak to Phyllis. You don't want to talk to him, and then you'll find out how funny he is. Okay, I've I've mentioned that. <laughs> okay, all right, Nicholas DeSanto, everybody, go to uh, find uh, uh, Anglo Italian comedy on YouTube, Nicholas. Right. And on Twitter, I'm at Nico underscore DeSanto. What is it again? Uh, at Nico underscore DeSanto. That's on X. Okay, on X. Okay, find the, the former Twitter. Okay, we'll find you on Twitter as well. Nico, we're just about out, we're out of time, but thank you very much. Uh, great to meet you, and I'm, I'm sure that we will talk again.
looking forward to it, and thanks for having me, Mike. You're Thank very you. welcome. You're very welcome. That's uh, Nicholas DeSanto, everybody, here on the Crusade Channel Live Talk Radio, the way it should be. Channel Live Talk Radio, the way it should be.